2: I've been sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win Spend a little again, I've been for spittle to them My God, I riddled again, I told them stop clowning around They said what goes up comes down, I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now, come get this, I'm just so the Delight, I stay ready tonight Deep dive,
1: we rise, that's the melee, alright The D- Delight, the D- Delight Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da
2: Welcome to another episode of The Dead Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with our game, Like, Love, and Avoid. But today, we'll be tackling the running back position. My buddy here, we are joined as every week with Stoops. How are you today, sir?
3: Um, I'm a little sad, as I just showed you. Um, For y'all that don't know, my Apple Watch broke. It was the very first one though. So it lived its life. It finally (laughs) broke. The face on it fell off and it was, it was a whole thing, but it's okay. I got a new one. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm back in business, but, um, no, have you ever seen the inside of an Apple watch? I know I'm going off of a totally different thing than than football, but they're actually, they're pretty, pretty interesting. The batteries there, they've got a bunch of different things. Anyway, it's pretty cool. But, um, outside of that, I'm doing great. Excited to talk about some running backs. Um, one of the, the, the more fun, I guess you could say, positions. I, I, I like running backs, receivers, you know. Um, you I love quarterbacks I and tight ends. Your you're a big slander. tight end guy,
2: so. <laughs> slander of what? I don't appreciate your slander of, of, of more fun. That means you're just criticizing the quarterback position that I love so yeah, much. Yeah, that's true. So, But now excited. Um, like I said, I, I, as I told you off air, I'm
3: excited to see who you uh, chose. I doubt yeah. we chose the same guys,
2: but we could have. Who knows? I don't. I know. don't think so. I was looking at it. I was like, I, I always when I was doing my process, I was like, man, I wonder if Stoops is gonna co-. I already know your love's gonna be different from mine. That's I, I just know it is. My guy is my guy. You know what I mean? But my avoid's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think that it's gonna be quite interesting to say his name. But I bet, bet name, I know who it is. I bet probably, I probably you probably do. But real quick before we dive into the uh, running backs or like love and avoid, um, you know, I saw a few names that kind of popped up this week. We got a lot of. Really decent, yeah. You know, one really stud in the transfer portal, obviously Eric Gilbert, um, joined the transfer portal. Be interesting to see where he goes. Obviously, the five-star tight end at a LSU, who's probably one of the better tight end, and he showed this year why he was recruited mm-hmm. the way he was. You know, I mean, he had a few instances. But That team's going downhill, and, I, and yeah, you know, he's gone. I saw Charl- Charleston uh, Rambo is leaving ZL. Oklahoma. Uh, Ty Chandler is leaving UT. Demarcus Bowman left uh, Clemson for Florida. Ryan Halinski is leaving South Carolina. Um, McKenzie Milton left Central Florida for Florida State. So that's a couple of big, bigger names that I saw this week and just the last couple of weeks. That it's going to be interesting. Only only two of those, Milton and Bowman, um, actually left for teams already. Uh, The rest of those guys' names that I mentioned are all still in the air right now. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys land.
3: The one I'm I'm very interested interested to see where um where Gilbert goes um it's been rumored because he he, I I don't know if he came out and said it or if it's just kind of one of those reports but like how he was homesick wants to get a little closer to home which would be Georgia basically or at least one of the Georgia schools um but I would almost be concerned if he went to Georgia because it just doesn't seem like they really really get the tight ends involved um not it's to the level so like that he can right yeah. in Georgia. So that'll be interesting. But then I I've I've been a fan of Ryan Helensky. Yeah, he hasn't gone out and do done, you know, too terribly much, but I'm excited to see where he goes. I think it's gonna definitely be one of the lower tiered um programs. I, I I don't not that South Carolina was a you know powerhouse school or anything, but I don't think it's gonna be one of those top programs per se but those are the ones i'm i'm pretty interested but when i saw rambo that one it kind of surprised me um yeah. i felt like he was you know involved in the offense you know to a good enough state mm-hmm. i guess you could say but i guess that maybe it's inside stuff that we don't know about but that one kind of it kind of shocked me a little bit but yeah it's always interesting to see where they where they end up and you know their their phones are probably going off like crazy you know with Recruiting calls and and all that stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, though.
2: All I know is Ty Chandler leaving leaves that door mm-hmm. wide open for my boy Gray to break yeah. out next year. He's going to be phenomenal on the next level. But like, love, avoid. This week we're going to kick it off with the like. So kick me off with your like for the running back position. So my like
3: um, is a guy that that. I or you or we or whoever have talked about, um, before that's Jarrett Patterson, um, 5'9, 195. So he's got your, your typical, you know, running back size. Um, he definitely looks faster than a one ninety five. I know that that's not necessarily super light. That's not super heavy. It's kind of that, that middle weight, but, um, it's, if you watch his film, like watching him run, it's almost like his upper body is just bulkier and it's just his legs moving really, really fast. Um, but he's fun to watch. When you look at his his stats, I mean, he's <laughs> he's obviously just just blown it out of the water. Um, it does come down to one of those things where when you're playing the Kent States, the Bowling Greens, the Toledo's. No disrespect, but it is what it is. Um, but he, he's that's the opponents he's playing, and he's going out and getting it done for sure. Every season that he's played, he's gone over a thousand yards. Even this year, when he only played six games, ran for a thousand seventy-two yards, nineteen touchdowns. He had nineteen touchdowns last year in thirteen games. Right now, he ran for almost eighteen hundred yards. But man, th- this guy—you watch his film, and it's 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 just backing up the numbers you see, right? Because. A lot of people look at only numbers, and they're like, man, that's eye-popping. But then you watch the film, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I see why now. So it's like he finds the open holes really well. He's patient with his runs, and he lets the line do what they need to do to get in position. And he hits the hole pretty quick. Um, What I really like about him, he is a north-south runner. You always talk about that. Get up the field. Get up the field. Don't bounce around. Don't do anything. But he's a north-south runner with east west abilities as, uh, that was kind of whenever I was watching it like he 's able to bounce it outside he 's able to you can make people miss, but he gets up the field as quick as he possibly can, and that 's definitely something you want to see because you can bounce side to side and you 'll gain zero yards, even if you get up upfield quick and you gain two to three that 's better than zero, but more often than not he 's gaining eight nine twenty five fifty yards kind of thing when I went and looked at at um, His games, like the games over his whole career, I looked at the top five games because there's just so many that he ran for X amount of yards. His number one game was this season against Kent State. We all have talked about it. 36 rush attempts, 409 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, like eight rushing touchdowns. There's certain guys out there that don't have eight rushing touchdowns in a season. He had it in one game. Then you look at some other ones. I mean, against Bowling Green, he had 301, four touchdowns. Again, Bowling Green, 298, six touchdowns. Toledo, 192, four touchdowns. Kent State, 187, two touchdowns. So you break those five games, you add those all together. 143 rush attempts, 1,387 yards, and 24 touchdowns. That, like, that's five games. That's, that's – those are – now, granted, that is over, over the 18, 19, and 20 season, so it's over a couple years – but like just in five games to have those numbers, like that's unbelievable. And then you look at the film and you watch his abilities. I just love what I'm seeing there. I looked at kind of field position stats as well um, on the goal, basically goal to go. So first, second, third, and fourth and goal. You look at his numbers, first and goal, 37 rush attempts, 111 yards, 11 touchdowns. So whenever it is, whenever they're basically in that goal line situation, they're giving him the ball. All in total for the four downs, 72 rush attempts, 191 rushing yards, 27 touchdowns. That's 37.5% of his touches inside those first, second, third, fourth goal that go for touchdowns. That's 38% basically of his touches go for a touchdown. That's that's just inc- insane to me. Um, even inside the red zone, um, 36 rush attempts, 138 yards, 13 touchdowns. Like, this guy's getting it done, right? He's, he's absolutely getting it done. Um, I even broke it down a little bit further, and I was looking at through his whole career. So he's played 33 games. When you look at his total yards per game, now obviously some of these overlap each other, so it's a little bit different. But he's had three 200-yard games um, over his career. Some guys don't have any. But um, three 200-yard games, he's had six 175 um, yards. These are rushing stats. There's His receiving ability is there, but they don't get him involved in that sense. That's not really what, what they do. But six games of 175 rush, rushing yards or more, 150 yards or more. He had eight games. But the one that I thought was pretty interesting, because this is where a lot of guys kind of fall into, the 100 yards or more. Now, again, that is the 150, 175, and 200 kind of thrown into this. But 15 of his games, 45.5% of his games, he's going for 100 yards or more. Like, that's that's solid. Those are numbers you want to see because more often than not, if you're able to get that done as well as the touchdowns, you're going to help your team win. Now, the team isn't all that great, so the defense gives up a lot of points, so it's always shootouts. But – it's just one of those where you give him the ball and he's getting it done, right? Now, he did have 18 total games that were less than 100 yards. But at the same time, I didn't write this down, but I think it was close to probably six to eight of them. He was in the 80 to 90-yard range. So he's still getting good numbers, right? Now, he did have one where he only had like two or three carries for like six yards. Um, could have been an injury. I didn't look that in-depth with it. But um, overall, I mean, when you look at it, this this guy's getting it done. He, his ability to to run the ball um, is awesome now. he does have six fumbles um, over his career, but he does have 636 rush attempts, so you look at the numbers, you break it down like six, and that amount of carries isn't that you know uh, worrisome, but um, at the same time, you just like having ball security. He's lost two of those fumbles, so in one way or another they get it back, but we've always said it whether it's six fumbles and no losses or if it's two fumbles and two losses, a fumble's a fumble. It's that 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 potential of the ball turning over to the other team. So you definitely want to see them take care of it. But when you look at the numbers, you watch his film, this guy's going to find a role. You know, given the fact that he hasn't played the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, those top programs, what are NFL teams going to think? But we've seen it before where guys come from these smaller lesser programs, per se, and still make it happen at the next level. And I think he can be one of them. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see kind of how the draft process goes for him and what what teams um, say about him, what kind of feedback he has. But he's definitely a guy that I, I really like. Um, I almost put him into my my love, but I do have another guy that I like a little bit more. So, uh, But, yeah, Jarrett Patterson, definitely a guy that if you haven't somehow heard of him,
2: you should definitely look into them for sure. You got those Madden stats, right? Like when I play Madden and I just want to focus on running the football, like that's what Jarrett Patterson has. Like it it blows my mind how he just runs for this unlimited amount of yards. And yeah, it is against who it is, but that's who he's playing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? At the same time, like we do criticize small schools, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, but we're small school guys here as well. We love those guys. Look back last year, Troutman. AGG, nope. you know, there's guys that are going to produce at these smaller schools that are going to produce on the next level. You know what I mean? So, yeah, big fan of him as well. Um, my like is Amir White um, out of Georgia. I'm a lot higher on him than most people are. I just like the talent. Now, obviously, I'm going to throw it right off the back. The back-to-back ACL tears are terrifying, right? That's just That's something to be way too concerned about. But at the same time, he has looked smooth and impressive this year. Um, You know, obviously you had the Swifts, you had the Chubb, you had the Gurley. Like that's a list of the running backs that have come out of Georgia, and I think White's going to add his name to that list once he's drafted. Um, You know, six foot two fifteen. It's not huge. You know, it's it's that's the size of the backs these days. You know what I mean? It it really is. Like there's not not everybody's Derrick Henry. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You know, six Derrick Henry's also an alien or something because he's not human. Because of what he does is just – it blows my mind what he's capable of doing.
3: But Well, and you got his brother who's going to be coming out and doing the same thing. Not <laughs> exactly, literally his brother. It, but Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Like his clone is, yep. is going to be entering the NFL very very soon doing a lot of the same things. But he hits the holes and hard and fast as anybody I've watched in this draft class so far. I, I've, I've never seen a guy um, this year – The like I said, you know, I think I had him in my top five, maybe six or seventh or something like that. But watching him play, he plays hard which is understandable to It's a little bit of concern when he takes a lot of hits, but there's not a lot of mileage on this guy's legs outside of the ACL. But he's shown this year that he is capable of cutting. He's capable of bringing that next level to his game again. He's one of those backs that never stops moving his feet. He's got great drive upon contact. He's got great vision for the cutback. He sees the holes very well. It's, it's veteran-like maneuvering in the backfield. Um, you're not going to be arm-tackling white, no matter the size, six, foot 250. reminds me he reminds me of the guy that I love in this he's like the guy same exact guy but I want him to bulk up a little bit and be the same size and I'll be happy with that but overall you know white this year scored touchdowns in nine of his 10 games he added a touchdown from 22 43 75 yards Uh, the 75 yard touchdown was super impressive it opened the game up against Florida kind of opened that game up to start off with and then just Florida kind of ran away with it but my only thing that I can be critical Criticize of the outside of the injury. I wish he'd catch the ball a little bit more out of the backfield. But as we've seen, I, I don't know what it is about George's play calling, but it's mm-hmm. terrible. It's terrible. Whether you're a quarterback, you're a running back, people questioning like George Pickens now because they're like, oh, well, he doesn't have 10,000 catches and 10,000 yards. Well, that's just not the offense this team runs. You know what I mean? Like this year, they they do, do kind of do a split back style of offense, obviously, like we saw cook and Macintosh get involved in the game but you know white did lead the team with 144 carries this year had about 100 more than everybody else did but they still utilize these other backs like cook and Macintosh had 26 combined catches compared to zamir six catches i don't really feel like they gave him the opportunity to catch the ball i think that he can okay and one of the biggest criticisms that you and i talk about consistently is the importance of being a three down back and I think he's that. He's going to be one of these late round guys, probably 3rd, 4th, 5th round. That I think's got enough upside for him to be on your radar. I really like him. At the same time, I, we could be t- we could white could fall completely off the radar, you know, next year, the year after, and it wouldn't surprise me. It's one of those things. You know what I mean? We can't always pinpoint, you know, the Kyle Trask and the Joe Burrow's of the world like we like to on here, and then we're wrong about guys as well, but for me White's that guy. White's a guy that I think that has that sleeper potential year one, the Austin Ecklers, the Philip Lindsays, the, you know, some of those low, lower tier guys that can break out after, you know, Salvin, uh Ahmad, like we talked about him on the show. We just, you know, he went undrafted. It's like, all right, whatever. You know, he's kind of on the back burner, but a couple of injuries, boom. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just how it happened. James Robinson's another guy. Um, I like Zamir and I think that he's going uh, to play well on Sundays. I-, I would love to see more. He kind of reminds me of like an Alvin Kamara coming out of college. Not as good. I'm down, guys. I'm not saying he's as fluent as Kamara, but I'm just saying the lack of college stats remind me of what he did. So, big fan of Mike. I would agree. Transitioning over to – let's do a void next. So, what okay. do you got for us? So, my avoid um... – <sighs>
3: It's more, again, as I said on the previous episode when we did it, it's more of, well, actually, no, that was Clem on, so never mind, that's totally different. But anyway, it's more of, I just want to see a little bit more from him, but it's Max Borgie. Um, I think he's one that has almost kind of been out of sight, out of mind type thing, so a lot of people haven't really been talking him up as much. Obviously, he's proven he's a pass catcher, right? I mean, you look at the 2018 season, 47 receptions, 352 receiving yards, four touchdowns. You look at 2019, 81 receptions, 566 yards, still four touchdowns. He's shown that he can do that, right? We've seen it. We know that. What I want to see is what can he do on the ground? Now, that also being said, you look at the 19 season, he had 121 rush attempts, 790 yards, 11 rushing touchdowns. He had 6.5 yards per carry. So he's getting good yardage on his rush attempts, but it's just one of those where he only got the ball 121 times. Now, I'm not expecting or really wanting him to have it 250, 300 times. I'm not saying that, but it's just one of those where I want to see a little bit more. But when I was watching the film, very quick, kind of before we we recorded today or am recording, He's a shifty runner, and he can make people miss, right? That's, that's just getting the ball into his hands, whether it's on a run or after a catch. Once the ball is in his hands, he can make plays, and that's what we want to see ultimately. Um, as I said, he's proven he's an elite pass catcher. I just want to see him carry the ball a little bit more. Um, he's only got 198 total carries for his, his college career. Now, I know this year um, – from what I remember seeing, he was battling some injuries of sorts, and then obviously just the whole uncertainty of are we playing? Are we not playing? Yes, we're playing. Well, then this game's canceled. It was just all over the place, right? So this year's kind of an off-the-wall thing. He only played in the one game, one rush attempt. I'm sorry, ten rush attempts, 95 yards, and he did get a rushing touchdown. Um, but he only had one reception, seven yards. Um, but we already knew that in the, the the passing aspect, so he didn't need to show that there. But um, even in that one game, he did have a fumble, and that's another thing. So four fumbles, and he's lost two of them um on 198 rush attempts. So it's kind of that same aspect where it's ball security can kind of be be a concern here and there. Um and you look at the numbers, basically I went and looked kind of whenever they played top 25 opponents all in total. Um so he's played I think it was 8 games, yeah, 8 games against top 25 opponents, 27 rush attempts, 98 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, 22 receptions, 139 receiving yards and two touchdowns. So when you really break it down, the numbers are respectable, but they're not also totally eye-popping either, right? Um, now, I didn't look at the wins, losses necessarily. I was just kind of looking at his numbers, but 27 rush attempts, 98 yards, it's kind of – you'd like to see it a little bit higher than that. Um, but overall, those are my biggest things, and I even did the same thing that, that I, I looked at with um, my God um, Patterson. I was drawing a blank there. When you look at the first, second, third, and fourth goal stats – um 23 rush this is for his career 23 rush attempts 61 yards 15 rushing touchdowns so when they get close to that goal line they do trust him with the ball and it shows right but it's just for me i i want to see a season where he has even if it's 180 190 rush attempts what does he do with that right on top of the receiving so that all being said you got to think his cost in a Debbie draft of sorts, you know, or even coming up rookie drafts, anything like that. His cost at this point is much lower than what it was even before this season started. So it's not so much that I'm 100% avoiding him. I don't want any anything to do with him it's just for me, I actually hope he, and I, from what I've seen, he hasn't declared. Um, I haven't seen any, any type of information on that, but I kind of hope he comes back next season um, to show kind of certain things, right. To, to answer any questions and, you know, I am no NFL analyst, so he's obviously not listening to my opinion. But I just want to see a little bit more from him um, in the running aspect. And I know this year, we even going into it, that was one thing that definitely I talked about was with the head coach in place, they run the ball more as opposed to that pass catching um, out of the backfield. Now, it's still something that happens, but they run the ball with the running back a lot more. So I was excited to see that. Um. So hopefully he comes back next year and we get to see that. But he's definitely someone to still watch. Don't totally just you know push him to the the back burner and and, and forget about him. But for me, it's it's I just want to see a little bit more before I kind of take that chance. Now again, if he's there, middle, late, second round, definitely third round, absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna draft him and, and take that chance with him. Um, but until that time comes, I'm kind of letting everybody else. You know snatch him up and go that route um and I will say to me it's kind of a lazy comparison but I get it where everyone's just like oh he's just like Christian McCaffrey we all know why they're comparing him to Christian McCaffrey you know what I mean and it's just like there's other guys out there too that do the same thing so I get it but at the same time I just want to see a little more on the ground um and if he proves that to me then I would take him in the first round I would take him, assuming we see that that running ability. So, but with the way the NFL is going, you know, passing uh, catching the ball, he's he's going to get on the field. It's going to happen, and then from there, sky's the limit. So, he's my avoid, and it, it's more so not. It's just like I said, other reasons, not necessarily stat specific, because the numbers are there. He's shown he can he can play. So,
0: this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently
2: Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we look at it at, you know, a couple different angles. We look at it at a draft angle. We look at it at the devil angle. We look at it at the fantasy angle, right? You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're trying to look at it all different ways, and for me, it was really hard to find a running back that I was just like, yeah, I don't want any piece of. Now, the next guy I'm going to talk about, I really want to be wrong about, it was a guy that we loved a whole lot last year, a guy that should have came out last year, mm-hmm. and that's Chuba Hubbard.
3: That's what I figured.
2: Yep. Um, I love Juba. And that's the problem I think that I have here so much is I don't think he really showed anything this year that was like, whoa, like we want that. You know, that's what we want. That's why you came back. I didn't see that this year. Now, last year we had double digit carries in every single game 328 attempts, 2094 yards. 6.4 yards a carry, 21 touchdowns. Right. First off, when you look at that, you knew he was going to come, and it was going to be a slight disappointment of the season. And then, of course, on top of that, when we come down to the whole entire season, which it was, it was not a grand season. Now, he didn't look terrible. He had a few games: 22-101 against West Virginia, 21-45 against Kansas, 25-139 against Iowa State. Down the stretch, he was The biggest problems I have with that right now is is You know, the yards per carry came down almost two yards. His pass blocking did not improve. Pass blocking, the first time he gets his quarterback killed might be the last time we see Chuba on the football field, and that's the problem. If you're running a hurry-up offense, they're going to take him off the field. If they're running, you know, any up-tempo offense, he's coming off the field. He's going to be a guy – yeah, he's a bruiser. You know what I mean? He's going to – you know, he's a guy that can carry the ball 20-plus times a game – and be that guy. But my problem is is I don't know if he's going to be that guy, and that's what terrifies me about even thinking about drafting him. There's a lot of miles on this legs as well. You know what I mean? There's over 638 touches he's had in the 3 seasons. At Oklahoma State, that's below bull- – compared to 200 in two seasons, obviously we're comparing Zemir White and him right this second, but, you know, not the same style running back. But Zamir does touch the ball 15, 20, 25 times if he can a, a game. And it's – the thing about it is, again, consistently didn't see him improve in the past game. He did have eight catches, but the thing about that was is in the seven games, four of those eight catches came in one game, and that was against Texas. In the other games, two catches for negative seven yards – Zero catches, zero catches, one catch, one catch, zero catches. They did not involve him in the passing game the way that I expected him to because, again, if you look back, this is always going to be my point of reference, and it's going to be Stoops and I's point of reference was is Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn could have came out that year, and he probably would have been drafted, but instead he worked hard, got better at catching the football, and then ended up getting drafted, uh, you know, a little bit better than he would have been the year before. The thing about it is, is let's not give up on Keyshawn Vaughn yet either, guys. He looked good in that Week Seventeen matchup as well. I, I'm I'm not ready to throw in the towel on guys for one week. I might have to do a different rant for a different day for that one because I see guys giving up on guys already, and it's like these are the type. These are the type of things that you, if you're in a Debbie League, or you're in a, in a fan- in any fantasy league, dynasty league, it doesn't matter. This is the time to target some of these first round guys that disappointed last year. Because there's going to be guys selling them for dirt cheap to try to acquire some assets for this draft, but not getting off on a chandit. But Chuba, I love him. I do. I just have a lot of issues with his game, mainly the pass catching, mainly the the pass blocking, which is terrible. And and the stats are there, the numbers are there. He's going to get lost in the shuffle. I, I don't know where to put him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I I really don't like. I struggle with the guys that really improved this season, that that took a step forward. Um, I. I I'll pass that to you, Steve. Did you do you struggle figuring where you Chuba fits on your map of that? Because like he was that top three guy last year, and then coming into this season, it's like I I don't even I don't even know if he's in my top. He's not my top five.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's one of those where, like you said last last year, we were looking at everything, or even going into this year. Yeah, it was it was definitely one of those like. It, He's the guy, right? He's someone that I want on my fantasy team. And
2: and
3: then we saw the season play out, right? And it just didn't go as we all expected. Um, The talent's still there. That's the thing. Like, obviously, you don't rush for what he did if the talent's not there. But now you kind of wonder, like, well, why did he have such a drastic, you know, step backwards? What happened? You know, (sighs) I don't know, but it's one of those where I struggle as well. It, it's, it's, it's tough to justify, you know, taking him in the area that we had talked about prior, especially whenever you're still seeing Etienne Harris go out there and, and really get it done. Like, I'm personally, um, and before, I wouldn't, and I love Kenneth Gainwell. Like, I wouldn't have taken Gainwell over Hubbard previously. No. But even even not seeing Gainwell play at all this year, like, I'm going to take Gainwell now. Like, yeah. I'm going to take other guys over Hubbard now. And, and it's crazy to think because, you know, six months ago even, like, that wasn't the case.
2: Chuba's that guy. Chuba
3: mm-hmm.
2: was the guy. Yep. Ah, it hurts my heart to even talk about it because he's a good kid too. He's got a good head oh, and yeah. shoulders. He's one of those guys that I, that you want to see throw. I want to be wrong about him. You know what I mean? There's certain guys we talk about on the show. Not that I ever want to see anybody fail on the next level at all, but you know what I mean. He's one of those guys that I want to be wrong about. You know, and then I'll just be like, yeah, I remember in 2019, yeah. when Stoops and I talked about how great he was.
3: Yeah. Well, and I, he he strikes me as one of those guys that knows that he had a down year he's probably in the weight room right now. He's probably on the field right now working on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he strikes me as that guy. And and a lot of these D one athletes are, they have that mentality, but there's just some that have a different switch, a different level. And it almost, he strikes me as one that basically, like I just said, knows he had a down season of sorts and he's out there working and grinding and getting better. That's, that's the kind of guy he strikes me as well, going out and volunteering at the local uh, food bank. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? not, like? I, and I'm not jo- like, I kind of say it, you know, in a, a light, a joking, but I, but I truly see him as that guy. He's out there absolutely. volunteering right after he was done with his workout. Like, that's just him.
2: 100%. All right. Time for our favorite moment of the episode. Who is the guy that you love?
3: So, before I get into that, I have to correct myself. I was looking at Max Borgie's, like, Stats Against Top 25, And I was like, these numbers don't look right. So just real quick, he had 52 rush attempts for 234 rushing yards against the top 25. I didn't add my stuff correctly, I guess. So the numbers that I mentioned before were much lower. Still only 4.5 yards per carry. At a college level, you want to see a little bit higher. NFL, that's great. But if he's only at 4.5 yards per carry against those top programs right now, it's kind of concerning what we would see later on. So I had to correct myself there. Sorry, My, my, my formulas didn't work. But to move on. My love, um, I've got Jamar Jefferson. He's a guy that after his freshman season, just even then a lot of people weren't talking about him, right? The numbers he put up, 239 rush attempts for 1,380 yards and 12 rushing touchdowns, 25 receptions, 147 receiving yards. His freshman year. When you have a, an athlete come in and put up those numbers immediately, there's something special there, right? Yeah, the program, the the football team's getting you involved. They're making things happen for you. I understand that. But you've got to have that ability to get it done. So when he came to the 2019 season, he was battling some injuries. Um, that's kind of where his numbers were down. And we we didn't like, you know, seeing unfortunately the down year, but still 685 yards, eight touchdowns, nothing, nothing too crazy. But this this year here, right? 2020, in the weird year that we've been having. In six games, 133 rush attempts, 858 yards, seven rushing touchdowns. Now, the numbers don't sound obviously that great, but in the limited amount of games, he had 6.5 yards per carry, which was his highest, nine receptions, 67 yards. Um, he did have the three fumbles this year, lost him, and that's kind of a concern I have here as well. And that just kind of seems to be the trend for these three guys I'm talking about that you know I'm fans of in some fashion. But the ball security is a concern for all of them. Right. He had six fumbles over the career and four of them were lost. So that's something we really, really need to see improvement on. And I don't I don't let it knock him down too, too much or really anybody else. It's just a concern I have because we've seen it right. Athletes at the college level fumble the ball, they fumble the ball when they get to the NFL. These these NFL organizations, they fix that problem more often than not there are times that it's just something that they they deal with and then unfortunately they stop seeing the field right but these teams they get it right um in one way or another I don't know if it's simple things where it's like you're carrying this football around all day every single day you know you know those little things that you always hear hear stuff happen but nonetheless it's something he can improve on but when you watch his film man you're not going to take him down with an arm tackle like he's running through you right it's one of those and that's how a lot of these guys are but you're just not going to arm tackle him and his breakaway speed was was awesome I was watching the film and you can kind of watch it now I'm not saying he's a the fastest guy you know on the field um, by, by any stretch but when he hits the hole you kind of see some separation from the secondary right it's one of those where I don't know if its angles aren't right or whatever it is but He's, he's breaking away from these guys, and that's something you really, really love to see. And one thing I noticed is he follows the blocks very well. But I also saw with his movements, it's almost like he's setting up the defenders to go to where his blockers are. So therefore, he's able to gain an extra two, four, six yards at times, right? It's just crazy to watch that happen. Um, and like I said, the, the security issues with the ball um, definitely something we want to see improve there. But I did the same kind of thing, looked at his stats versus top 25 opponents. So he's only got four games. Um, and I'm going to make sure real quick, but I should have added these all right. Yeah. So these are actually correct. So good on me. <laughs> 76 rush attempts for 469 yards, three rushing touchdowns, eight receptions, 45 yards. So again, numbers aren't totally eye popping. But whenever you look, I mean, against Oregon this year, he just. He just killed it. 29 rush attempts, 226 yards, two rushing touchdowns. He got it done. Now he did have one of, one of his fumbles in that game. Didn't lose it, but he still fumbled it. So he gets it done, man. He's been a, I've been a huge fan of his since his freshman year. Um, it's just he's not talked about a whole lot. I mean, it, when you're in the Pac-12, here's, let's be honest, you're not talked about much anyway, unless your name was Andrew Luck, and, you know, that was years ago. But he was talked about all the time. It's just the time they play their games. A lot of, lot of guys, girls, everyone's already asleep. They're not going to stay up till 1030 to watch the start of your game for our time zone. So it's just one of those where it's tough. Um, I know this year was a little bit different. They were able to kind of push games up to an earlier time because there was less games. But it's still it's, – it's just tough for people to stay up and watch those later games. But um, definitely, definitely check him out, watch his games. And I even did – sign. I won't go through the whole thing, but the 200 to 175 yards, 150 yards, so on and so forth, seven of his 27 total games went for a hundred yards or more. That's basically 20 25.9% of his games. So if you can have a a prospect that 25% of their games, they go for a hundred yards or more. I feel like that's a solid stat to sit behind. Now, if you can have someone who is in the 30, 40 range, perfect. But to have a quarter of your games where you rushed a hundred yards or more, like that's, that's something I like to see. Um, Obviously he can get some touchdowns, 27 on his career. So, I like him a lot. He's definitely a guy 5'10", 217. So, again, he's got more weight than some of the other guys I've talked about, but he's still fast. And that's what I'd love to see. And it's always crazy how these trainers, they can get guys to gain weight but keep their speed. Like, that's just insane to me. Um, I wish I understood how that all worked, but I don't. So that's why they get paid the big bucks, and I don't. But, now, Jamar Jefferson's a, a guy I'm a big fan of, been a fan of for quite a while. Um Definitely excited to see what he does on the next level for
2: sure. It's funny that you mention a guy that you know has that weight and still runs fast because the guy that I'm going to talk about, I would love to see him put that weight on that Jefferson has on, and same exact size too, five nine. Um, who, in my opinion, is the best running back in this draft class, not called uh, J. Harris or Travis Etienne, and that's Javion Hawkins out of Louisville. I love this kid. Um, I've ran it and raved on this very show plenty of times, and you're not going to hear me stop not talking about this kid. I think that he is going to be that guy um, on Sundays. I don't even know where to start. Last season, uh, 2019 season, 264 carries, 1,525 yards, nine touchdowns. This year, um, in seven games, 133 carries, 822 yards, seven touchdowns. All right. Now, in, in the three tu- he had a three-touchdown game, which included a 70-yard scamper that made zero sense. They had him completely in the backfield. He reversed course, took it to the house. He had another touchdown, a long touchdown run against Pittsburgh, 75-yard touchdown. Now, I've mentioned these two touchdowns. They're not even the most impressive ones yet, okay? Against Virginia Tech, eight seconds left on the clock before the half, third and 15 from their own 10-yard line. They're literally handing the ball off to end the half. That's all they're doing. He took it 90 yards down the field, outran everybody, and, and scored a touchdown there. One of the th- few things that I really love, the uptick in the pass catching, four catches in 2019. In those, uh, I think he had 12 games, and then this year, the seven games, he had 16 catches. You love to see the improvement there. He had 11 100-yard rushing games, around 50, 55% of his games rushing for 100 yards. He had touchdowns in 14 of those 20 games as well. He's got blazing speed. He can. I think that he's going to be able to be very much like Etienne on the next level. You're going to be able to line him up all over the football field. Just look at his stats as well. Like you say, he's a small back, but he's also can produce on so many different levels. He's got double digit carries in every single game in 2019, 2020. Double digit carries in every single game, and we're talking. I'm not just talking about 11, 10. I'm talking about 15 or more carries in every single game, but two. So, 20 of his, his, uh, 18 of his 20 starts, he had over 15 carries. And then, of course, the year, you know, we're looking at 20 plus carries in over 65% of his starts. This guy can be the bell cow. I mean, we had huge games this year against uh, Miami. Miami had a good run defense 27, 164. It looked really good. 26, 155 against Georgia Tech. 16, 174. Three touchdowns against Florida State. Hawkins is – and I know there's a lot of questions surrounding his size and everybody's like, is he? Is he? Is Is his size going to be a concern on the next level? No. I mean, should he put on a little bit of weight? Yes. Do I want him at the Jefferson size? Yeah. I would love to see him at the 210, 215, still be able to do what he's capable of doing. But if it's going to hinder him, I'll just let Hawkins be Hawkins. I think he's going to be a stud. I like the way he runs the football. I – is he the fastest? no he's not going to be the fastest he's not going to run the fastest board of ever anybody in this combine, but what he's capable of doing every single week blows my mind for his size it's Hawkins is that guy he 's my dude he i'm planting that flag i'm waving it i'm running down the street it's it's unreal to me that I think there's a lot of people that that, that use this size thing um to his disadvantage and I just, I, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? It's not like he is that Jared Patterson. No, he doesn't play SEC talent every week. No, I, I understand that. You know what I mean? He doesn't and, and that's okay. But against big schools, he does the job. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned with the top 25, I, he had like, I think it was like 481 yards. He's averaging almost 4.8 yards per carry against uh, this year. Sorry, this year alone, he had two games against uh top 25 ranked team uh, teams. He had 5.3 yards per carry two rushing touchdowns, including the 75-yarder. Like I mentioned, he had seven catches as well. The guy is a beast. He's fast. He's quick. He's agile. Get the ball in his hands. I don't even think they used him right whenever he played for Louisville. I think they didn't use him to the proper advantages that we could see out of Hawkins, which I think that he could be a more fluent pass catcher than we're used to seeing, even from him in his entire career. I like him a lot, as you can tell. I mean, obviously. But for me personally, I think that we are under – we're not giving this kid enough credit for what he's capable of doing, and I cannot wait to see where he goes and lands and becomes the three-down back. He's going to be one of the best backs in this class. I I really do. The more I watch of him, the more I like his elusiveness, the the more I like his cuts, the way I, I like his patience. You know, I think he had four fumbles this year, lost two of them. Obviously, something that I need to, you know, it's something that needs to be worked on, right? But again, I'd rather have a running back that has something to work on than you have a guy that you just cannot pound, you know, pass blocking into him like you with Chuba, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that I I believe in Hawkins a whole lot. And, And I just love his stats. I think that he's got the playmaking ability that we're going to see on the next level that really excites me. Um, I I, do, I get excited about a lot of guys, Stoops. You know what I mean. But we we like to plant our flags on certain guys, and Hawkins is my guy that I'm planting my flag on this year. Well, and and when when when
3: now don't get me wrong, the size obviously I understand the the concerns behind it. But yes. guys like him, they've played with that for so long, they've become more or become more efficient with their moves, and that's kind mm-hmm. of what it comes down to: is what does he do with his vision? And his 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 decision-making, right? It's one of those things where, yeah, he might have, let's call it five carries, and he only gains five total yards, which obviously doesn't help, but he's going to have those other five carries where he gained 80 yards, yeah. right? And it's just one of those where they might be in chunks, they might not be, but – when you're, when you're just efficient with your touches, you're going to get playing time. And that's what we've seen from him. He's just ultra-efficient with his touches. He, he makes plays when needed. So, yeah, okay, the size, I get it. You know, but just watching him play, I mean, he, he's figured it out. He's learned what he needs to do. We have seen other running backs that are not the most ideal size at the next level perform well. Yeah. Are they work horsebacks? No, not necessarily. They're not gonna. You're not going to see 25, 30 carries a game, you know, but you might see 10 to 12 carries with, I don't know, seven to nine targets out of the backfield, you know. So if you're talking 18 to 20 targets slash touches a game, like be efficient with them and you're going to continue to see the field. That's what it comes down to with guys that are his size. And like you said, I agree. I, I think it's going to happen. So he'll find a role and I think he's going to make – he's going to prove a lot of people wrong is what I think is
2: going to happen. I agree as well. And I know there's a lot of, and it's like, you know, the guys like Javante Williams, the you know, that guy, I know he's raising up a lot of draft boards and yeah. stuff like that. I've seen him ranked up in that top tier. And it's not that I don't see it, but I look at that kind of backfield and I see somebody like Michael Carter, who's producing at the, you know, kind of the same clip, you know what I mean? Like I think Michael Carter is another guy that's really underrated in this class. I think Williams is kind of taking away all of his, all of his credit, you know, not credit, but like, you know, the stock. I think that, you know, Williams is getting a lot of Carter's uh, stock there, but both of those guys produced, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's one of those things where I think Carter, I don't know if, which one's better. I got to dive more into Williams before I, I'm fully convinced why one way or another on Williams. But I think Carter is a guy that, that can produce. And I think he's another one that's flying under the radar that I really, really like.
3: Well, and, and since it's brought up, I went and pulled up the North Carolina stats. I think the reason Williams is is higher and again it could just be playing ability right people who've watched the game film and so on and so forth but williams has 19 rushing touchdowns and carter has nine and they have virtually the same same rushing stat so i like i've i've been a michael carter fan
2: for for sure for quite a while right yeah you're the one that put him on to him
3: but i almost feel and this is just looking at the numbers right i I obviously like you i haven't sat down and broke down the, the film all in total for for both of them but Michael Carter 156 rush attempts, Williams 157 rush attempts. So even, right? Yeah. Carter's got 1245 rushing yards, Williams has got 1140. So the big di- and it's funny, their longest run, both of them at 65 yards. <laughs> the di- the big difference is Carter has 9 rushing touchdowns and Williams has 19.
2: Um and that's the thing. I don't, I don't look, I, I, I'm not going to be that guy, but I don't really take, I, I do look at touchdowns, obviously. Touchdowns mm-hmm. are important, but I don't look at that. I don't look at that as being, if the yards are the same, our yards per carry are close. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's a lot closer than I think people are making it out to be.
3: Well, and I even, this is, this is actually kind of crazy. So we really should dive down into this one. So I'm looking at the receiving stats now. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's something big difference. Williams, 25 receptions. Carter. 25 receptions. <laughs> Williams has 305 receiving yards. Carter has 267. Three touchdowns for Williams, two touchdowns for Carter. So truthfully, the big difference number wise is just rushing touchdowns. So then it comes down to film, right? Yeah. Rushing touchdowns. Now I'm not going super in depth right now as far as well, did Williams did eleven of those come within looks three like yards.
2: A, looks like we got a feature feature episode on yeah. the Williams so, versus Carter debate.
3: It's just one of those where
2: and, and don't get me wrong, I like Williams. But so I do I? But I just think we're I, we're like not. You said, I think that it's closer. Harder, yeah, it's closer than P. Because if you look at a lot of people have Williams in that top five, and then Carter Carter at all ten to fifteen or yeah. ten to twenty, you know, or, or exactly or quarter at all, they're not even talking about Carter, even though they're producing at the same rate minus the touchdowns. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I understand the touchdown thing, but that that's an anomaly, right? You know what I mean. If you look at guys like Chu, but Chu had twenty one last year, had five this year, right? So it's one of those things that you have to keep an eye on, but. I don't know what kind of maybe bring up that, but Carter's a guy that I think super underrated. I think that's one that you need to keep an eye on. And since we were talking about running backs, I figured I'd run with it. Absolutely. But uh, all right, folks, do us a favor, head on over to the Music City Drive In. We've been posting some of our Debbie rankings and stuff like that over there. Also check out the other articles on the website. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Drive In Podcast Network, including Film Optics music city drive-in fantasy football Roundtable, 50 years of music and all the rest of the shows over there make sure to give stoops a follow on twitter at stoops1990 give myself a follow at ricky Blair underscore give the show a follow at every delight and before we go i just want to send a shout out to the people that continue to support and listen to the show um, we really do greatly appreciate it it kind of blows my mind just to you know see how fast we are growing um you know what I mean we've been at this over a year and a half now I'm ex- it's just I'm excited to see the growth each and every week and we appreciate you guys hanging in and tuning in and listening to us just talk football. <laughs> you know what I mean it's 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 what we love to do and uh next week we'll be tackling the wide receivers and until next time we'll talk to you guys later.
3: See y'all later.